Let's pray together. Isaiah 13 says, Well, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. Terror will seize them. Pain and anguish will grip them. They will writhe like a woman in labor. See, the day of the Lord is coming. A cruel day with wrath and fierce anger. To make the land desolate and destroy the sinners within it. The stars of heaven and their constellation will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light. I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I will put an end to the arrogance of the haughty, and will humble the pride of the ruthless. Heavenly Father, may we remember today, just like the song that we sang, you are the God of the broken and the friend of the weak. You are the humble King, O Lord. So help us today to humble ourselves before your holy presence and your holy throne, O God. For God, we have nothing to stand in arrogance on. For we are nothing without you. For we are dust to dust. Nothing without your presence, O God. So I pray, Lord, you'll instill within us a passion to follow you wholeheartedly at this very moment. And I pray, God, as you transition to the message today, with our final event today, I pray, Lord, on December 19, 2021, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts for those who will be listening here today may be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, for you are our rock and our redeemer. We thank you. We love you. Thank you for your holy presence. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. Amen and amen. All right, God bless you, church. Let's take a moment right now to greet our neighbors at this very moment. We're in our final Advent today. Uh, thank you for joining me in this three-week journey. And now we are here. We'll be entering the Christmas week. We're on the last Advent in our Advent series. For the last three weeks, we spoke on, remember the first message, it was called the first Advent of Christ in Bethlehem. And the second week was the ongoing Advent of Christ in our every day, how to persevere in this present day as we're waiting for Advent. And today, I would like to speak to you on the final coming of Christ on his return. And the title of today's message is called The Final Advent of Christ in Our Final Hour. In Our Final Hour. Advent is not just welcoming and understanding and grasping the truth that Jesus came to this earth as an infant. But there's a second advent, well, there's the ongoing advent while we're here waiting. But the second advent is the coming of Jesus Christ, the Lord's day, the coming of the Lord's day, the final day, the final coming of Christ. Matthew chapter 24, verse 1 through 51 will be our main passage for today. This passage is also mentioned 
in Mark chapter 13, and it's also mentioned in Luke chapter 21. But we're going to focus on Matthew 24 here today. And the focus of today's message is not, when is it? But the true question that you need to ask yourself is, are you ready? Are you prepared? Will you be ready and prepared for the final advent of Jesus Christ, the second coming of Jesus Christ? He came as an innocent lamb in the beginning. Now he will come in power as a lion and his might to come to judge the world. And it's called the day of the Lord. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1 through 2, it says, Now, brothers and sisters, about time and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Not if it comes, it is when, it is a matter of time, and it will come. The day of the Lord is coming. Can we turn to a neighbor and say, are you ready? Are you prepared? The day of the Lord is coming. Amen. Okay, let's go to our main passage. It's a little long, so bear with me. Follow with me. Let's start with verse 1. The title says, The Destruction of the Temple and Signs of the End Times. Verse 1 says, Jesus left the temple and was walking away when his disciples came up to him to call his attention to its buildings. Do you see all these things, he asked. Truly I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. Verse 3, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, they said, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Verse 9, then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will betray and hate each other. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. Verse 12, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So when you see standing in the holy place, the abomination that causes desolation is talking about the desecration of the physical temple. Okay, it means the temple is going to be destroyed. The abomination that causes desolation. It's like a name for a Marvel villain, right? The abomination that causes desolation spoken of through the prophet Daniel. 
let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one on the housetop go down to take anything out of the house. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that your flight will not take place in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great distress, unequal from the beginning of the world until now, and never to be equaled again. It's scary comparing to the story of Noah when the whole world died. It will not be compared to the day of the Lord. It will be a scary day. Verse 22, if those days had not been cut short, no one would survive. But for the sake of the elect, those days will be shortened. At that time, if anyone says to you, look, here is the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Messiah and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to what? Deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you ahead of time. So if anyone tells you, there he is out in the wilderness, do not go out. Or here he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lighting that comes from the east is visible even in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever there is a carcass, there the vultures will gather. Verse 29, immediately after the distress of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Just like what we just read in the beginning of the prayer, Isaiah 13. There will be no light. Verse 30, then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Verse 36, the day and the hour are known. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Verse 41, two women will be grinding with the handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, 
he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant, whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of the servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Amen and amen. Can we turn to our neighbor and say, are you ready? Can we also say, are you prepared? prepared? It is not when, is it? As the disciples were asking in the beginning. That was the wrong question. But Jesus was teaching his disciples and he's teaching us in Matthew chapter 24. Are you ready? Are you prepared for the final advent? Verse 3 says, as Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. Tell us, Jesus, when will this happen? Tell me. And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And then Jesus says, are you ready? Be prepared. For the day of the Lord is a scary day. It says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 2, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. That is not important. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And Jesus says in verse 36, but about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. He's talking about his incarnate version, his earthly version of himself on earth. Of course, Jesus knows, but that information was kept from the incarnate Jesus in this very moment in verse 36. Only God, the Father, knows when that day is coming. Therefore, remember we're doing it a little differently. We don't have numbers, but our first point or phrase, you can say, is keep watch keep watch verse 4 to 5 says this jesus answer remember the disciples asked tell us when will this happen what will be the sign and jesus says in verse 4 watch out that no one deceives you for many will come in my name claiming i am the messiah and will deceive many so the warning to us is watch out Keep watch. Protect yourself and keep yourself from deception. And Jesus warns his disciples over and over again in his incarnate version, in his earthly form here on earth. Fully God, fully man. And he teaches his disciples to watch out, to keep watch. 
even up until Jesus went on the cross at the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was praying to the Father, Father, if it is your will, may this cup be passed from me. And what does Jesus say? He tells the disciples to pray and to keep watch and to watch out. It says specifically Matthew chapter 26, verse 40 to 41. It says, then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter, watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Keep watch, Jesus says, in our final hour of his final return or the final advent of Christ. How? By. So point letter A, looking to Christ. You need to look to Christ for help. When you're struggling and when you're having a hard time, look up. Look to Christ. Don't be like Saul, head taller than everyone. It's a representation of his pride that he always looked down on people, but he never looked up to God. When it says David was of regular height, it means he was of regular height, meaning he was humble and he looked up to God and he always looked to God for help. And you could see that David looked up to God for help all throughout Psalms. And whenever he went through trials and sufferings, he looked up to God. So looking to Christ by looking to Christ. Read the Psalms when you're struggling, when you're having a hard time. When you're going through hard times, read throughout the book of Psalms. Some of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 18, verse 2, it says, The Lord is my rock. This is not on the screen. My fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation. My stronghold. Another psalm, Psalm 73, verse 26, is not on the screen. Also, my flesh and my heart may fail, for I am a human being. Yes, I may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Keep watch by looking to Christ. Let it be focusing on Christ. Focusing on Christ. Don't just look at him, but keep your eyes on him. Focus on him, not just for that very minute, but continually focus on Christ. Don't focus, don't get lost on the signs and wonders of people, what people are doing, or listening to what people say or warning, because no one knows. Only God knows. Rather, focus on Christ by Praying daily, reading the word daily, and obeying daily. Every single day. Repeat, repeat, and repeat, and repeat. For in a moment, you can lose it all. Have a habit of reading, praying, and obeying. Praying, reading, obeying. Obeying, reading, praying. Obeying, praying, reading. It doesn't matter which order you do, but make sure that it is the foundation that is found in Christ. Focusing on Christ. Simple. 
Nothing more, nothing less. And lastly, let us see abiding in Christ. Abiding in Christ. By looking to Christ, focusing on Christ, abiding in Christ. And this is a passage that we're all familiar with. John chapter 15, it's not on the screen, but what does it say? In ESV translation, it says abide. In other translation, it says remain. But I'm reading off of ESV because it says abide, and I love the word abide. It says abide in me, and I in you, verse 4. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As a Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So many of the words, the word abide is mentioned here in John chapter 15. Abide in Christ, abiding in him. Looking to Christ, focusing on Christ by reading, praying, and obeying. Let us see abiding in Christ. If you do not abide in Christ, you'll be like the broken branches that we see outside, tossed and thrown into the fire as a symbol of our life, eternal in hell, away from God. Only in Christ can we live. Keep watch. Next is persecution and betrayal will come. Not if, but when it comes, and come it shall, it will come. Christian men and women of God, embrace the persecution. Embrace it. From here and forth, and on for the remaining and the rest of your days. Embrace the persecution. Betrayal will come. Persecution will come. It has already come. It is already here. Verse 9 through 11 says, Then you'll be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you'll be hated by all nations because of me. At that time, many will turn away from the faith and will what? Betray and hate each other. So the fellow brother and sister that you grew up in church or the brother that you thought you trusted 
or the family member that you trusted, they will betray and hate each other. That's what's coming. Persecution is coming. And many false prophets will appear and what? Deceive many people. So we understand the true gospel, it means to be persecuted, is the true gospel. To suffer for Christ is the true gospel. Not this health and wealth gospel that people are teaching these days. That these pastors come on the pulpit and they preach health and wealth. That God just wants you to be blessed and happy. Quote unquote happy by your happenings. But the reality is, we follow not the Western culture Christianity. The easy and the cozy lifestyle of being a Christian. But the true gospel is the way of the cross. Cross meaning the way of the suffering. The true gospel is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which means the gospel of the school, of the graduate level school of suffering. You must suffer and expect suffering during these end times. When the day of the Lord comes, expect persecution and betrayal. It says in Matthew 10, verse 21 to 22, Brother will betray brother to death. And a father, his child, children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. John 15, 18 to 19 says, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it will love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. That is why the world hates you. Persecution and betrayal will come. So point letter A, B, C, and D is this. Letter A, the fake will betray. Letter B, the fake will sell out. C, the fake will give up. Letter D, the fake will grow cold. According to the words of Jesus in verse 9 through 11, the fake will betray. The fake will sell out. The fake will give up. And the fake will grow cold. Can we turn to our neighbor and ask this private, intimate question? <laughs> Have you brushed your teeth today and go, ah? <laughs> Let's ask them. Have you brushed your teeth? <laughs> I was looking at my toothpaste today and this week, and I noticed Andy has the little thing that you squeeze. Yeah, that'd be a good white elephant gift. I would use that. But um, every time when it gets to this point, I'm like squeezing, I'm doing this, doing this, doing this. And, and at one point, not to be dramatic, but with everything that's been happening with our church and with recent things and just everything that we've been through in a journey, at 
some point, I just felt like this toothpaste just running out, just trying to squeeze everything that I can, especially with Christmas coming up. We got the New Year's and with the Oregon thing, and also afterwards we have the nursing home thing. And you know, I was praying to God, God, please fill me, help me not to have my love grow cold towards you. And I just felt like I'm at the last point where I'm being squeezed out. You're squeezing everything out of me, God. And when we pray and we come honest before him, he will turn us into this new bottle of toothpaste, this new tub of toothpaste. And I think that's life. You go somewhere, you go on a retreat or missions, or you go through a period of God fulfilling you, and you're fulfilled, and you're being used, you're being used, and you're being squeezed, and you're being squeezed, and he makes you whole again. And then you overcome that, and you do the best that you can. You hold on to God, and you're being squeezed out once again. And then he renews you once again. And I pray that for you and for me, especially during these last times, that my love, that your love for God will not grow cold. Because eventually, I, st- I think I could still get like three or four out of this. I thought someone was saying, yeah! <laughs> But I pray that our love will not grow cold and that we will not give up. For God will make you whole once again. Amen? I'm not advertising this. They should pay. No. Advertisement. Put advertisement on the bottom. Paid advertisement. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Let's take a look at verse 12 to 13. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow, what? Cold. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Persecution, betrayal will come. The fake, the ones who are not genuine, they will betray, they will sell out, they will give up, and their love for God will grow cold. I pray that your love for God will not grow cold during these end times. Next, pray for the persecuted and betrayed Christians. Jesus teaches us to pray for one another, your fellow brothers and sisters. Pray for the persecuted and betrayed Christians, the betrayed Christians all around the world who are undergoing sufferings and trials. Let us appoint A and B. It says this, for A, it says, for they are your brothers and sisters in Christ. Regardless of their background, where they come from, the color of their skin, whatever age they are, they are your brothers and sisters in Christ, for we are all under Christ. So Life Reach Oregon Church, you are my brothers and sisters in Christ. And you must say, I love you, for they are your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Therefore, we must pray for the persecuted and betrayed Christians, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. 
letter B, for they belong to the body of Christ. They are your brothers and sisters in Christ, and they belong to the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says, If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Jesus goes on, and next phrase is, preach the good news. He teaches his disciples to preach the good news. Proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, he says. Verse 14, Jesus says, And this gospel of the kingdom, which is the good news, the gospel of the truth, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of salvation, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to who? To all nations. And then the end will come. That is why it's crucial for us to support missions financially and physically also go and to support these individuals and build godly and meaningful relationships with people who are across in the other country, in the other side of the world. The gospel of the kingdom which is the good news, the message of Jesus Christ, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the message of salvation. Before the end comes, it says the gospel, Jesus says in verse 14, the gospel must be preached to the whole world, and then the end will come. Are we desperate and urgent in spreading the good news? The good news meaning the salvation of Jesus Christ to all. What is the good news? What is the gospel? I broke it down into two sub-points. Letter A is the good news of Jesus Christ. The gospel of the kingdom is the good news of Jesus Christ, which means the unconditional love of God. Letter B the judgment of Jesus Christ, which means the wrath of God. So you must preach both truths, not just the love of God, but about the wrath of God, the good news of Jesus Christ and the judgment of Jesus Christ of what's to come. It says to all and to every corner. For Jesus will come to judge the living and the dead, it says in 2 Timothy 4, 1. And lastly, according to Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says, no one knows the exact hour. No one knows. So don't trust anybody that says Jesus is coming next Sunday at 9 a.m. and you're late to church. No one knows. Verse 36 says, but about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As I mentioned earlier, the incarnate Jesus, even himself, did not know the exact date 
or the hour. For the exact date or the hour was not the focus. What was the focus? It says in Acts 1-7, it is not for you to know the times or dates. What is the focus here? The focus is about three things. Letter A, live faithfully. Letter B, be watchful. Letter C, stay equipped. Live faithfully, be watchful, and stay equipped. Stay equipped. So quickly, let's go over what we learned, what we must do in the final hour. There are a lot that was mentioned, but if you go over this during the week, looking at your notes, you'll memorize it in no time. We talked about 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, about the times and the dates that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Jesus says it in Matthew 24. It's a scripture that we just went over. And then within Matthew 24, we went over where Jesus teaches us to say what? To keep watch. Looking to Christ, focusing on Christ, abiding in Christ. Persecution and betrayal will come, meaning the fake will betray, the fake will sell out, the fake will give up, the fake will grow cold. Therefore, you must pray for the persecuted and betrayed Christians. For why? What is the reason? For they are your brothers and sisters in Christ, for they belong to the body of Christ. Continue on. Continue in preaching the good news. What is the good news of Jesus Christ? The good news of Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ. The salvation, the unconditional love of God. And the flip side of that coin is also the wrath of God, the judgment of Jesus Christ. And we know and we conclude with this, that no one knows the exact hour. But it is not up to us. It is not good for us to know the times or the dates. Imagine we knew the times or the dates then we have all the luxury to sin, and in that very last hour or of that day, we can go and repent, which anyone can do. Right? You're just sorry because you're caught. But a true repentant individual, a true believer, will remain faithful every single hour, every single day. By what? Living faithfully, by being watchful, and staying faithful equipped and if you have your pen you can write down Ephesians chapter 6 specifically verse 10 through 18 which talks about the armor of God that our fight is not the flesh but it's against the rulers against the authorities you know, the powers of this dark world of the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you prepared? Closing with this. 
This is the prayer that I read earlier in the intro. The reference of that prayer was found in Isaiah chapter 13. And within that prayer, within the warning of the words of Isaiah, he gives the warning to you and to us who are in the last days. He reminds us and he warns us. He says, wail, for the day of the Lord is near. He doesn't say rejoice, he says wail. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. Terror will seize them. Pain and anguish will grip them. They will write like a woman, meaning suffer like a woman in labor. See, the day of the Lord is coming. A cruel day with wrath and fierce anger to make the land desolate and destroy the sinners within it. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. I will punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I will put an end to the arrogance of the haughty and will humble the pride of the ruthless. Therefore, I will make the heavens tremble and the earth will shake from its place at the wrath of the Lord Almighty and the day of his burning anger. Like a hunted gazelle, like sheep without a shepherd, they will all return to their own people. They will flee to their native land. Whoever is captured will be thrust through and all who are caught will fall by the sword. The day of the Lord is coming. Do you not realize that? This day cannot be compared to any other day. The days of Noah, the day of the flood, will be nothing in comparison to the day of the Lord. Therefore, as we're in the season of Christmas, you must look to Christ now. The first advent is here. Jesus Christ, he had come. He's already here. He is within our midst. While you have breath right now, you need to repent. You need to humble yourself and trust in the Lord. You need to stay faithful during the season. Where many, their heart and their love will grow cold. Will your love for God grow cold? Will you be like that toothpaste that is squeezed out, done and gone, and thrown away forever? Or will you wait until God fills you once again? He will continually fill you when you cry out to him. You will never run dry, for his well is unconditional. Are you like a tree planted by the streams of living water? Or are you a tree that is planted based on your circumstances? Because if you're a tree that is based upon your circumstances, that is planted based upon your situations, you will fall apart. You look at me up here and you think that how can Rev be so persevering? You think that I am, but I'm really not. I'm not any different from you and you're not any different from me. Just as you go through hardships, temptations, and failings, I too go through my temptations and my shortcomings and my failings. But what I do every single day is that I hold on to God. 
with what I have, with little that I have, even when it doesn't make any sense, I continue to do it over and do it over and do it over and over again. That is how I keep my heart protected. That is how I continue on persevering in this hard profession called being a pastor. I am no different from you, and you are no different from me. We all fall under the shadow of God Almighty, under the grace of God. The day of the Lord is coming. It will be a cruel day with wrath and fierce anger, but only for those who do not have Christ. But for those who have Christ, it will be a day of rejoicing. No more suffering and no more pain. Remember what I was asking earlier. Remember what was asked earlier to you. The question was asked, are you ready? Are you prepared? And while we are waiting for Christ's final return in our final hour on this earth, may our focus not be, when is it? as the disciples were asking. But are you ready? Am I ready? Am I prepared for the final advent? May your answer be to God as you enter the Christmas week. May we be able to say today, I am ready, Lord. I am prepared, Lord. Even when love of many will grow cold, I will be bold and ready for Christ's magnificent return. For Zechariah 4, 6 says, It is not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, by the spirit of God, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, may we not trust in ourselves this morning, but instead hold on to the promises of God's word. Amen and amen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, Jesus says, will never pass away. Mark chapter 13. Same story. This is not found in Matthew, but it's in Mark My words will never pass away. Hold on to the words of God, for in him is life, in him is hope. Do not place your hope and your trust in your profession, your careers, or your degrees, or your friendships and your relationships, or your family members. Hold on to God, for he is your one and only, one and only. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. We place all of our hopes and all of our trust in you during this season. Thank you for allowing us to come this far, December 19 and 2021. Thank you for your faithfulness so far, God. And forgive me for not being faithful towards you. 
But Lord, I turn around and I repent and I run to you once again. And I hold on to you, Lord. I need you today. Watch over us today. Come and rescue us. We love you. We thank you. Pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. Amen and amen. I want to invite the priest team to please come up. Just with our heads bowed and with our eyes closed, before we go ahead and sing this song together, Please listen to the words of Jesus found in verse 29 35 where it says Immediately after the stress of those days the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken then will appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see all these things, you know it is near, right at the door. Truly I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Amen and amen. When you're ready, can we all stand to our feet? And starting with the chorus, you are the God of the broken. Let's all worship and sing together.
Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us up to this point in our lives until December 19, 2021. What a journey it has been. And Lord, you've been faithful throughout the way. Lord, forgive us for our rebellious hearts and for our unfaithfulness, O God, towards you. We humble ourselves to you this very morning as we're entering the week of Christmas now, as we're about to enter the New Year's as well. Lord, we do not stand here thinking we have made it or that I know all things. Lord, I need you more today than I needed you before. I need to feel your love once again and to be filled with your love once again. And I'm hungry and desperate for your love once again. Lord, I pray for those who are weak and broken, for those who are struggling during this season. I pray you fill them up once again, O oh Lord, so that they may continue on in this journey, this one life journey that we have, and that we'll do it faithfully every single day for the remaining days that we have here on earth or until the day of the Lord, until the final advent, whenever you decide, whenever you have willed it for you to take our lives, we'll be faithful until we take our final breath here on this earth. We need you today. Watch over our church. Please continue to help us to be united in you so that we may look to you and that we may focus on you, and that we may abide in Christ every single day. We thank you. We love you. We pray all these things in your precious Son, Jesus Christ, let me pray. And God's people pray. Amen and amen.